Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Secular Democrats Gunning for Christians. The very first amendment of the United States Constitution reads, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. This amendment was put in place to protect religion from the tendency of the state to oppress, suppress, or regulate it. Our forefathers valued freedom very highly. Our entire nation was founded on the key principle of freedom, and in particular, religious freedom. In 1775, Patrick Henry reflected this passion when he said, Give me liberty or give me death. Until recently, it was considered un-American to try and restrict an individual's religious practices. It was as un-American as apple pie. But now that is being challenged. In the magazine, Israel My Glory, May, June 2021, they have a news update titled, New Secular Democrats Gunning for Christians. The report says, quote, a new group of Democrats has emerged in America that intends to wipe Christian values and the nation, uh, from the nation's landscape. Secular Democrats of America, that is seculardems.org, has produced a 28-page manifesto for the Biden administration that calls Christians anti-democratic and anti-scientific and, quote, a national security threat to the United States. And it wants to give more consideration to atheists and Muslims. And then uh, it tells where you can read the entire document in its entirety. In view of the Constitution, this is a bold initiative. This manifesto calls for this. Dismantle the Department of Justice Religious Liberty Task Force. Dismantle the HH. As Conscience and Religious Freedom Division, repeal Executive Order 13798, promoting free speech and religious, religious liberty. <clears throat> These secularists are attempting to undermine everything this country has stood for in terms of religious liberty. As the Israel My Glory article said, they are gunning for Christians. With the godless left now having the upper hand in politics and in the culture, the days ahead in America will undoubtedly prove challenging for true Christians who refuse to compromise. They are weaponizing the law and seek to grind Christians down little by little. Of course, this is nothing new, although in many respects it is new to America. Religious freedom has defined our culture and made it one of the greatest nations in the history of the world. But that is now doing the great fade. We are reminded that this world is no friend of true Christians. Jesus spoke in jarring terms in John 15 when he said, John 15, 18, and 19, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world is not neutral. It actually hates Christ and will hate those who align with him. If you want to get along with the world, you're going to have to betray Christ. You can't love Christ and love the world at the same time. Neither Christ nor the world give you the option 
to have it both ways. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Persecution, anyone? No one wants to sign up for this. And consequently, when political correctness becomes anti-Christian, it has a chilling effect on many professing Christians. We are seeing this now. For a long time, easy believism has saturated our country where we have lots of people who profess Christ, but it makes no difference in their lives. And the worst part is that many have developed a lordless gospel theology to accompany it. The result has been a professing church that is a mile wide and an inch deep. Persecution is never pleasant, but it does have a refining quality. I remember years ago hearing the testimony of a persecuted Russian Christian who came to America and experiencing culture shock said, In Russia we would never claim to be Christian if we weren't one because no one wants to be persecuted. But in America, it's not that way. True, it hasn't been that way. But the times, they are a-changing. Still, as Peter exhorts us, this should not be surprising. What are we expecting? This world is not our home. We are on enemy territory, behind enemy lines, involved in intense spiritual warfare. Time to get out of the hammock and fight the good fight for the cause of Christ. Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you may partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Lord, may it be so. Indeed, uh, on our part, may the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified. Yes, the world is full of blasphemers. Yes, the world is no friend of yours, and they persecute your people. It has always been so, and, and it will be so. We've kind of had a little, uh, a little area of shelter here in, in history, but it's been an anomaly in terms of the big picture. And, true to form, uh, the world... Uh, the devil is the, the god of this age, and, and he is the prince of this world, and he has the whole world under, under his uh, uh, influence. And so, Lord, we, we pray as we see things going in a certain direction here, it should not surprise us. We should not think it's strange. But rather, Lord, use whatever opportunities you give us to bring glory to you. May it be so in my life and the lives of your people. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.